and welcome to the Oxen Plugged Podcast, where when we paint, we don't make happy mistakes, we make happy little shit posts. I'm Crispy Crow, and it's just me here today, uh, because the op- topic we're talking about has to do with art and creativity, which, while Mr. J and Halian are both pretty good with their own things, they're not really in the artistic field as much as I am, so to speak. Instead, though, I have a couple uh, experts here, I guess we could say, to help me on the subject. Yes, we have Locust Labs here with us. Yo. Uh, Pistol. Hello. Zaleseon. Hello. Later on, we're going to be having Lictor joining us. And we all are different people that are artists and creatives in the Ox. We each do our own things. I myself, I do a lot of comic art and illustration. What specifically things do you guys focus on in terms of art and creating? Okay, so... This is Locust. I make 3D models for 3D printing and rendering as kind of a hobby, kind of my job. I started about a year ago, and online I don't go by Locust, I go by Locust Labs. Next. I'm Zalzion. I do mostly digital drawing, painting, that sort of thing. Uh, writing on the side helps write for the uh, video game that's currently in development right now. Oh, nice, nice. I am a... I consider myself a hack. I'm pistol and it's pleasure to be in with professionals. I wouldn't say by any means, shapes or ways that I'm a professional. Preaching to the choir on that one. Yeah. Most of my stuff is inspired by role-playing games where I make, whether it's a map or two, or it's like, I was I did a space campaign. I started drawing tons and tons of uh spaceships, but they were not that great looking crisp. Seen the uh the benefits of that. And I have drawn some like castles and that kind of stuff to help my players and stuff like, oh, this is what envisioned what I look like, but not anything far from or anything close to professional per se. Well, that's all right. Drawing is all about having fun with it, I would say. Yeah, and I have to say that when I saw Zenith on the WBPL, I saw her putting her art public, and I was really shy and really, really kind of like, uh, but I was like, screw that. So I ended up talking to somebody here in the Ox, and I'm like, hey, we need an art page. Ah, so you're the one that started the the art page. Yes. Good, good. Yes. It's not bragging rights, but it is. Oh, no. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but I was like, wow, that really that really took off. Do you have any idea how many times I talk about the fact that I made the, the banner? <laughs> it's like, not to brag. but Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. And um, I also started the cooking one because um, my wife, she ended up when we first met, she did like 90% of the cooking. And now I'm doing 90% of the cooking because of situational changes. But um I really love this ox and I love the opportunity to talk about art and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, one of the big things that would say are nice about our community is that, you know, it brings a lot of people together to collaborate and create things. You know, there's been all sorts of things that have started in here since, you know, I just, I joined from the, the white Tom bean coloring competition for Halloween to just different fan art people making, just people get involved, you know, it's it's really nice, and I think that's a big pull of the community is the creative outlet that we all have. For me, you know, I always struggled with self-confidence when it came to art and creativity. I mean, I still do. You know, the phrase that you are your own worst critic, it really plays into a lot of that. You know, that's 
so true for, I'd say, every artist struggles with their own creativity at one point or another. But, you know, we all keep doing it because we all get something out of it. For me, it's a way of expressing myself and ideas that I have, just having fun with it, really. I've been drawn for a long time. I Actually, how long have you guys been drawing and creating things? That's a good question. So I've been drawing for, geez, I want to say like 22, 23 years. Like I first started when I was about like seven. Mm-hmm. And writing, I started doing that, I want to say probably, ah, geez, 2009. Long time, yeah. Off and on. Mm-hmm. And it's doing like the most of uh most of my writing between like 2019 and 2020 where i pushed out like half a million words just figuring out things and exploratory writing and all that stuff and wow. then had to take a break because <laughs> half a million in two years <laughs> and it's like ah! <laughs> so salcyon has been doing this uh longer than i've been alive wow because <laughs> i'm because i'm only 20 years old and i started wow. the whole 3d modeling stuff about a year and a half ago well more seriously doing it beforehand i had like mm-hmm. tried to make a firearms for a video game or something like that but nothing ever really serious but then eventually one of my friends just spent like two hours teaching me a bunch of stuff and then i kind of just it just took off and i just started i started making like a sword or an axe and then i started making a mech and then this january i released the sprinter which is basically just the locust but Apart from the modeling stuff like drawing and writing, I've kind of just always been doing it a little bit, but never really getting mm-hmm. serious with it. But now I'm trying to not only model more, I'm also trying to draw because it helps kind of illustrate more of the things I'm trying to work out without having to spend hours making a model with no reference. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm also writing more because I'm trying to set up my own IP because I want to get away from just not copying, but basically just making Battletech models. While the Ox is a very nice place, the the Battletech community at large can be very toxic. And I kind of want to get away from that. Yeah, there's been instances of that, you know. But I think that's a lot of uh, communities can run into that in one way or another, depending on things. Yeah, I mean, creating your own yeah, setting and everything, that's cool. I mean, that's what I think I, I can relate to that. You know, I've done that a bit myself. I used to draw a lot of Star Wars and things growing up and then... The more that I drew and the more I got invested, I just started doing my own things, you know, creating my own illustrations on ideas and just, you know, slowly world building over all that time. Yeah. I've got, oh, geez, those like 20 some odd years I've spent world building just one fucking place. And it is, it has gotten a little out of hand. <laughs> oh, I get that. Yeah, I've I've been doing the same, you know, I've been drawn since I was six like you, but, you know, I'm about to turn 30, so. It's something that changes over the years, so it's something you can't really take crystally for me anyway, you know, just the setting and everything that I have. But I've, you know, slowly been whittling away at it and polishing it up, and, you know, only recently I've really started to get more serious with it. Most of my drawing actually has been like that. You know, I drew for most of my life and mostly self-taught. I I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you, I'm guessing you guys probably are self-taught as well. I'd imagine you didn't really go to art school or anything. Oh, yeah, no. No. My uh, my line of work was military intelligence, electrician, and electronics engineer. So I've just learned all this mm-hmm. shit on my phone and on yeah. and whatnot. Oh, yeah, I hear you there. 
I, I will say that I, I don't want to say I didn't entirely go to school because I went to school for graphic design, but in terms of illustration, that doesn't really get too, too involved in the kind of drawings that I wanted to learn. Originally, I wanted to go for school to like do like game concept art and things. And then, you know, it's like the art institutes cost how much? So art school's <laughs> ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, it's it's for me, it's like a nice hobby to do in the meantime. It's only in the past couple of years that I've really gotten motivated, you know, started doing my own comics and things, got my own printed book and, you know, working on other stories that I'd like to get out there someday. Nice. So we've all got our own things going on, really, which is nice. I personally, I, since I started this while I was finishing my last year of school, now I'm kind of in like a break year between school and uni. But because of like how well the patron is going and setting up a physical store with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. part of me is like, do I even want to spend another four years going to school when if I dedicate that same time to making this a proper business and getting better, I could just get to the same place yeah. by you know teaching myself because there's so many online resources now instead of having to sit in a boring classroom again because I, I hate school. Yeah. And just sitting there listening to somebody talk. I'd rather watch like two hours of videos a day where the person's job who's teaching me is actually to be interesting because if they're not, they don't keep audience than to sit in a schoolroom where half the time the professor is just going to be like, you guys can read the, the stuff at the end anyway. I don't care. Well, and the other aspect is certain instructors get stuck on one style i talked to a lady that like Mm -hmm. she was awesome she checkered her ceiling and then put like vines and the uh the the catholics over in italy in the uh the cathedral the famous painting where like michelangelo did uh the sistine chapel Chapel. yeah the sistine chapel she put that on her ceiling oh that's awesome Mm. I was like, wow, where'd you learn? She's like, well, I was in art school, but the teacher couldn't get off a certain style of art. And I just like, I quit, but I knew I was good. And she was, she, she was, she was kind of arrogant, but at the same time, she had a right to be arrogant because she was, she had to, she had everything she needed to back it up. Yes. But she's like, he just got stuck on one style. Oh, you need to do it this way. You need to do it this way. And this is the only way you do it. She's like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, it's like I talked to a lady yesterday on a Twitch channel that I followed and she's sitting here drawing a drawing a cat and she's holding her pencil between her middle fingers as she's drawing and she's doing this and she's like, you know, cuz I was like, how do you know what's just the right or wrong way to do something? She's like, it, there isn't. Yeah, there's not. Because you know, you can put your, you, they say, don't put your, your perspective in the middle of your paper, in the middle of your picture. But sometimes it works. But sometimes it doesn't. You know, it's, there's, to be trained is, is one thing, because that's one thing I would really like is somebody, because I'm a hands-on person. I want to know, okay, when I do this, this is what, this is how you do that. I'm like, oh, okay. So I can adjust from there and then, then I can grow on my own. Just basic techniques is what like i'd be looking for yeah so yeah go ahead oh um yeah i was gonna say you reminded me i did a a drawing class not too long ago or there was a figure study session that i went to not too long ago and there was a guy there that was painting with the other end of the brush he was using like the the back end of the brush to paint he was actually doing like really interesting stuff Uh with it but it's just you don't expect to see that you know 
And it, it's it's funny you bring that up about rules because I think that's a good point. I there's a lot of art out there that it feels like it needs to subject itself to a certain kind of established rules as it is. And I think that really has an influence on the way a lot of people draw. It kind of limits people's thinking in a way, I, which I don't know about you guys, but for me, it kind of plays into, you know, self-confidence as an artist. You know, you want to sort of draw like certain artists or certain styles. You want to fit in in a certain way. But at the end of the day, you know, art is more about your own. You have to develop your own style. Yep. And set yourself apart mm -hmm. and that's also a big thing for me i used to worry a lot about i have to do this project and then that project and then this project and then that project i had like a 40 things long list of i want to make this vehicle and this tank and this battle mech and stuff like that and then i think about half a year ago i realized half those things i never was going to do because i wasn't inspired so I just deleted it because mm -hmm. it wasn't serving any purpose so right now what i do I finish a project, like right now I'm working on the Rommel and on three commissions. And when those three commissions and the Rommel are done, I usually just spend the day doing nothing and then wait for something to pop in my head. Where I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this thing now. Yeah. Or somebody commissions me to make a random hover vehicle from Cyberpunk, like somebody's doing. And I'm like, okay, bet. I don't, I'm not doing anything right now, so let's do it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's something that I've started to come to terms with because, you know, just even last year, I was trying to get into commissions and do all these different things because I felt like I needed to. But I've had this story idea on my mind for a while now, and I've always felt like I've needed to wait until I get to a certain point to just start it or like a certain skill level to start it. But it's like, no, you you just need to go ahead and you just need to do it. Yeah. And, and that's where I'm at now is like doing that alongside like 50 other things for the ox. But that's a whole other story. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> God, the, uh, this chat or this Discord, man, I keep having a problem with saying no with things because people keep saying these fun ideas. I'm like, I immediately get inspired to create shit. So, yeah, yeah, me uh, being able to say no is really important. <laughs> it is, absolutely. Go ahead, Zell. I was saying the thing that usually inspires me because um, one of the big things that really got me into art was like those oil paintings from the 80s for like concept art covers and that type of deal, comic books. But also the concept art for Metroid Prime Ooh. and applying that to the little universe I'm working on and just kind of trying to take things I would normally have to just explain with words when I'm writing, figure out how to draw it, and then use that as a reference while I'm writing. It's just like, oh, okay, well, this actually looks good. But, you know, you also end up learning more about little thing that you're wanting to include and say, like, eh, maybe we should, like, change this or change this. Ah, oh, yeah, that looks dope as shit. Let's do it. That's, that's great, man. Yeah. Kind of figuring out your own way of doing things, you know. Actually kind of goes into my next thing I've written down here is, um, you know, in terms of process, like, everyone's got their own way of doing things. So I'm kind of curious, you know, what you guys do in terms when it comes to creative process and creating the things that you do. Well. The part that started me out, I was in uh, welding school, and I'm in my late 30s, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I was kind of walking through different jobs. I know that I'll tie this back into the art, please bear <laughs> with me. <laughs> we don't go on tangents here. What? Yeah, yeah, rabbit trails. Anyways, I get into the welding school, loved welding, and I found the art aspect of it when my welling instructor on the side he did industrial and everything else and that's what we were learning but he made this really cool aztecian based 
art piece and then he took a torch to it and started coloring it and then he sprayed some like salt on it and it turns bronze and i'm just like i was done i was like blown away i'm like i am cooked that's amazing i was like how do you do that you know please i don't want to know all your secrets but can you show me the basics and he had a cnc machine there and all that so i just i went off the deep end that really started stirring my juices well i was also learning mechanical drawing perspectives depth perspective you know perceptions and stuff mm -hmm. and what things need to look like and using all the tools and the, the graph paper and everything else and i was just like wow this is cool and then by all this time i was still into D D. I was doing really really you know maps and stuff and they were they were kind of eh i had some concept but i uh saw this thing on youtube he's like oh this is how you do it and this guy's a teacher it's what he did for a living and he was an art teacher for a high school i was like oh cool so he explained things properly or in a way i can understand them to where i can go oh and i really picked up on that and things started coming together like they were in my head for once dnd &D just kind of like that burned that muse nice and hot and then uh, my one of the players, uh, one of my, he's actually my best friend. Well, he's like, you know, I'm kind of getting burned out on D and D. I'm like, well, I got this spy campaign I was been working about, working on, and thinking about. This was 3.5 days where there was loads and loads of like genres you could get from 3.5, mm -hmm. and I like started drawing maps, and he was like, oh, this is how you draw a small town. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not hard because I didn't want to do tiny little square tiny little square tiny little square look triangle square look here's a road you have to space it mine just looks like it can jumble mess after a while like nope but i did put these smaller towns i'm better with the smaller towns like oh here's a here's a square building you can make that the main house or the city hall and you know and it's been that's been my biggest influence of artwork so far i don't do a lot of like scenery but Crispy has seen a lot of my art and it's my doodle page. And I, uh, humans, no, don't ask me to draw anything human unless it's a figure. Uh -huh. Nope. It took me 20 years before I could actually draw a figure properly. It's yeah. very hard. I still struggle. And yeah, it's, it's hard for everyone. Yeah. So I will sit back. That was mine, my inspiration and how I got into it. And it's also good to know that I don't. There was like I draw something for like my group, my D and D group, and they're like, "Wow, that's really cool." And I'm like, "Really?" You know, yeah. I'm like, "I just put this down to give you guys an idea." I didn't expect compliments, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that's what I'm. Uh, I'm gonna step back a little bit, let the other guys talk. So my art process usually be it don't matter if it's writing or D and D or the setting I'm working on or if it's um, modeling. Or something else, you or making maps actually, because I also make D and D maps for my D and D games. Um, usually, it starts with like a I need I need like an idea, like I want to make a tank, or I want to write about this faction or this place that the players are going to, or I want to make this type of vehicle. And then usually, I'll I'll have some concept of what that looks like in my head, and then I'll start looking for reference images on Google, or I have this massive reference sheet using PureRev, which is probably like 
12 or something gigabytes with over 300 images on it. And I'll just scroll through it a little bit, look at a few different things, and then I'll just create like a basic shape for a model or for a map. I'll basically just use two colors to go, okay, this is where like the mountains are and this is where the road are road is. Basically create the basics. Or when I'm I'm writing, usually I'll come up with the very basic concept that I want to write about in my head. And then I'll flesh everything out a little bit. And then of the, the hull with a lot more detail, I'll usually create like the basic shape and I'll do one pass of detail on it. That gives me a better idea of what I want. And then I'll do a final pass. And that's kind of how I do everything. When I make a map, first lay out the basics, like the basic layout of a dungeon, then add walls and traps, and then add all the tiny nitty gritty details that nobody will actually notice. But that'll give the whole dungeon the kind of feel I want to give it. Or when I'm, you know, coming up with a monster, it would similar give it a general idea. Like I have these dr- half dragon, half living emotion monsters in my campaign setting. First, I just had them flash out as very horrific monsters that fear people that get close to them because they're completely abnormal. And then I flashed them out more and now they're these hulking, eight-limbed, spinal dragon things that scream really loud so that you can hear them from kilometers away. So because the players release one into the world in the mountain range and it's chasing them. So to make them scared in the night, I had to wake them up by screaming and keep them awake. And they didn't get a long rest. That's so metal. I I love that. I wish I knew how to DM and stuff because I'd want to incorporate the things that I create like you into my games. That's that sounds awesome. I love DMing. It's just really exhausting. And the main problem is like Finding time to set up the campaigns. Well, I, I'm mainly I mainly campaign in like the one setting I made. I call Arathia, mm-hmm. which I have like multiple ages written out for characters, gods, the storyline of what happens and stuff like that. I have it all written down. Yeah. And the main problem is like being a DM for five hours, even once every two weeks, Oof. is very one very exhausting. And two, the kind of problem is that with my work already being creative work, when I do six hours of modeling a day, which is my average, after that, I'm usually done for the day. There's no creative juice left. And I've actually had like a massive kind of really short, not massive argument with somebody who works in healthcare because I was complaining that I was exhausted after working for six hours. And everybody was like, oh, but why don't you try to work a 14-hour job? I was like, your 14-hour job, the reason why it sucks is because it's dull and it's the same shit over and over again. Doing six hours of creative work is a whole different beast. Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, their experience isn't valid because, oh, yeah, not. this person is a nurse. This person is a nurse. Working 14 hours a day as a nurse has to be soul crushing. But then working six hours as a creative person who needs to make money off their art is also very exhausting because you're always thinking about, oh, I need to get this release done by then. Or, some, you know, it's not going to go good, stuff like that. And you also have to keep up your social media and all that sort of stuff. So you keep growing your follower base. Yeah. That- but yeah, but my, like I said, my creative process is just starting from the very basic shapes, like a cube or for like a, like a tank. It's just the hull and a very rough shape of the turret. And then you just add details on top till you say this is done. I was, I was going to say, man, I can totally relate to that. That the idea of being creative for a living, that's got to put so much pressure on you. That's that's kind of what I keep, what I do is like a sort of hobby or escape. Because I, I, if I did it full time, I think I'd end up hating it. 
but that's also just me. So, but yeah, that actually is another a, a good thing to bring up is you know getting tired and getting drained on your work. It's it's hard to keep being creative regardless of what you're doing. So a, a good thing would be you know I I don't know about you guys, but ways to sort of stay motivated and to to keep working at stuff. You know how to avoid the burnout, or if you do get burned out, how to recharge from that and get back into making things. For me, it's it's can be pretty difficult. Currently, right now, I'm dealing with a bit of that myself, still creating, but at the same time, between the changing of the seasons and just, you know, some personal life stuff, it's just can be hard to want to do stuff certain days, you know? So I'm wondering if you guys have any well, sort of... I think it's Zale hadn't had a chance to speak about his creative... Oh, oh I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Zale. I, I didn't mean to cut you. I'll never forgive you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so my creative process is uh, is usually I'll just find like an idea and just kind of let it stew in my head and then just eventually run with it into oblivion. One short example is uh, the game Fear, where, to be perfectly honest, I feel like they kind of wasted their premise of Delta Force doing Ghostbuster shit. So they just kind of ran with that idea and started getting to work on a kind of like an anthology series of something similar except it's not just one spooky thing it's like a whole bunch kind of like episodes well i just kind of ran with it until eventually we started calling it the irregular response service and then it occurred to us i was like wait a second irs oh and then that caused a whole bunch of other little rabbit holes and kind of did all that business but i found as far as like creating things that are genuinely going to keep your interest creatively is let yourself stew on them for a bit and then let yourself be stupid with it. And then when you've allowed yourself to be stupid, you can then kind of like rein it back and trim it down into being something a lot better. That's that's great. That's great. And also just having gigabytes upon gigabytes upon gigabytes of reference images and other stuff really helps too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I use Pinterest myself. I save a lot of stuff on there. Pinterest is your friend. If you guys don't use that, I highly recommend it. It's a little bit thick with information and very uh, intrusive, but I go to that every now and again. Also doing like what we're doing right now. You know, you want to talk about uh, ways to get out of burnout. You want to, the, the muse snuffer, so to speak. <laughs> this is also certain ways because you might say something or Locust Labs might say something to kind of like make me go, oh, oh, that's a great. Yeah. It's not exactly what he was thinking, but I'm going to take something, something else that he might have said and make something totally different from it. And even half the time, it's admitting that you're getting burnt out that you could look back and go, okay. Well, I just need to step away from it this for a while because, see, I've stepped away from like the lyric writing and stuff that I do. When I first met uh, Crow, um, this is like when I very first got kind of like introduced to Discord and stuff. And I just I took a shot in the dark and went, you know, hey, Crow, this is who I am. And, you know, you're inspiring and blah, blah, blah. We got talking. We've had several conversations. And his his thing is like, if you're going to do this, do it. Don't do it half-hearted. You know, if you're going to record something, don't do it half-hearted. Because they'll see it. They'll know. And, wow, just talking to him, I was inspired to do stuff. I got stuff written down. I've been writing since I was in high school. But being in the military directly after that, uh, after high school, I just kind of, like, dropped it a little bit. Poetry was 
I thought was my thing. I look back at it now and go, no, no. What was I thinking? It was like a bad goth or something. And I wasn't even goth, but the people that are good at it are either like insane or serial killers. <laughs> That's just my <laughs> But like I've written stories and stuff that nobody's have seen. I've uh, added artwork to some of it to kind of help me, but I get to like page and a half and I'm like, okay, so I put it away. Cause I'm like done. I'm blank. I'm like, okay. But I have those stories still. And the weird part of this is this is rubbed off on my son. He is 14 and he probably has seven notebooks with like anywhere from like a story inspired by underwater build game came out a few years ago. Aqua. Oh, you mean Subnautica? Yeah, Subnautica. He's got. I love Subnautica. is great. Yeah. Oh, he's he's got a story about uh, a space villain. He's got stories about. I don't know half the damn stories he's got, but all I've I've done is, you know, encouraged him to write. And he's like, just like awesome. He goes way off. He's got six or seven notebooks that he still has a battle tech story he needs to finish. He's got, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff going. And this is on his own outside of school. One thing I do like that inspires me is to keep going is that he's keeping going with that. That's so great that you have that, uh, that you have that, you know, to be able to, to not only inspire your son, but to have it inspire you. That's such a, a great thing to have when it comes to cre- creating an art. Yeah. I, I honestly got inspired a lot with drawing by my dad because he would did doodles and stuff. Like he wasn't an artist by any means, but he like, like, like a trained artist by any means. He did like all these little cartoons and stuff that so much at where he worked that they actually made a book of them that he has a copy of and there's so many fun ones but just the kind of stuff that he drew is like what inspired me to start in a lot of ways so it's you know ha- having someone to encourage you like that it's great you know and, and it doesn't have to be a parent too it can be anywhere i got encouraged a lot by the librarian at my school so for me inspiration and like overcoming writer's block or you know a burnout is something that i try to be very proactive about not getting there. Basically, you know, not getting into that burnout phase because, you know, there's some signs for it when you start getting annoyed at your, you know, art or at what you're doing. Usually you should probably take a step back because it means that something's not going the right way and you probably won't be getting anywhere that day after that anyway because you're, you know, already in that negative mindset of this is not going well, I'm not doing good, this doesn't look good or read well. And then you just kind of, it's a spiral. It's definitely balancing your time, taking breaks. And like we just said, talking to other people who do creative work or just interacting with them through like Twitter or something like that is a great way to keep your inspiration up. Because sometimes, you know, they'll might say something or they might show you something that inspires you. It also allows you to learn new things about, you know, other people's creative processes like we're doing right now. Or just like a new technique that will then help you make your workflow simpler. And the simpler your workflow, the, the less prone to burnout you will be. Because as, as example... I use Twitter a lot for looking at these short videos one guy I follow does, which are just like one-minute explainer videos of different things in Blender. And Blender is this massive program with, I kid you not, thousands of shortcuts. 
I've been working in Blender for, actually, let me check how many hours. It's probably like six, seven hundred hours at this point. And I still find the new things every day because there's just so much. I have, I have a uh, sort of art mentor that shows me stuff from time to time, and he was trying to get me into Blender. And granted, I used it. I made stuff. But yeah, you're right when you say Blender's a rabbit hole. There's so much to Blender. Yeah. And it's like I'm only working mainly in like the layout modeling and sculpting areas and i'm still managing to find new things all the time as an example i use a lot of like angles and corners and there's this problem if you're trying to move things in like if there's a if this is not just one face kind of thing this like slanted face moving different parts of it around will break up the even line basically it'll make it weird add weird dots to it and stuff like that but if you press a certain shortcut, whatever you're moving within this surface actually just stays and stays even on the surface and doesn't like go everywhere. And I learned that and it made a lot of things much easier. I already forgot about it because I haven't had to use it in a while, but I have those kind of educational things pinned so that whenever I need to look at them, I can just go back. I'm also considering like buying a few, you know, books ebooks about like how to make better things in blender how to learn rendering and stuff like that a lot of my inspiration also comes from getting positive feedback from other people and people like hey your art is cool and i noticed that a lot of people will give more positive feedback for colored renders because what i do is i do like black and white renders like the original battletech stuff but because it's just black and white and it doesn't have like panel lining or shadows go black entirely. It's not as eye-catching. So I'm trying to improve my rendering to be able to get more feedback from different people as well as other artists, because that inspires me to keep going. Yeah, getting feedback helps so much, you know, just, just to, if anything, just to have a second set of eyes on what you're doing. I, I noticed what you said, Locust Labs, when... I forgot about it just until it probably inspired you to remember it just by talking to us about it. You remembered that process you haven't even that you haven't used in a while, which is kind of funny. And what my my son is really, really, really inspired by some of the stuff that you've got that you post just to let you know it is being seen and appreciated. My son could probably name more battle mech builds for deep for uh BattleTech than I can mix by itself. Just for the enforcer, just pick a Mac and he'll probably tell you six or seven different builds. And that's not including the tanks. Dude, there's hope for the future. So what you're doing is is helping him be inspired and to possibly go on. I'm gonna like try to steer him to like do more art stuff. But his his thing is writing right now, but I want to well, you know, your stuff is being seen and appreciated. That's great. Thank you. And one thing that always kind of uh, really helped as far as like the inspiration bit, especially when you're doing like any kind of practical job out in meat space where you're doing like engineering or the stuff that you're doing for the military or, or like trying to get a shop to keep working. And then you have like a little idea that pops in and then you just hold on to it for a bit, get home look at all the just crazy art that you've got and then you start like piecing together little things that you were thinking while you're on the job and man this uh this issue with this bolt was really pissing me off man i really wish i knew how to 
change the colors on stuff just using an acetylene torch, and then you think on it, and you think on it, and you think on it, and then eventually you come up with a new idea for the things that you're drawing. One of my uh, favorite things to do with that is take stuff I learned in electronics class and try to apply that to like devices or shit that I was drawing in Krita. That was really really fun stuff to do. That's great, man. Yeah, I, daydreaming helps so much when it comes with ideas, especially just in the tedium of doing stuff at work. You know, it just gives you a chance to think. Come up with new ideas, really, or just just in life in general, just daydreaming. It helps a lot, at least in my experience. Yeah, I'd be in trouble in school, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, I used to fall asleep in class all the time in school, and I, you know, so it's that that was probably the least of my concerns. Actually, I do remember I got in trouble in elementary school at one point because I was drawing guns in my in my notebook because at the time this was like okay, first of all, this was like early two thousands. This wasn't like. Prime. Reason. This, yeah. I mean, it was still after Columbine and shit, but it's, you know, obviously looking back on it, I could see why they were a little concerned, but the reason I was drawing that shit is because Medal of Honor, like, Allied Assault was a game we were playing, and I loved, like, all the World War II guns and stuff, so I was drawing that <laughs> stuff. Right. Yeah. And then my teacher, like, leaves a note in my spelling book, like, no drawing guns, and it's like, joke's on you, that's what I do now. So. You don't really want to <laughs> tell your teacher that. <laughs> I want to be a gun. Part of me wants to be a gunsmith. In the future, maybe someday. That'd be cool. That's what I'm interested in. My thing was always uh, fighter planes. And because my vision wasn't good enough to actually get into the Air Force or Navy pilot program, I just kind of looked them up while I was in the Army. And now that I'm out, I just draw a bunch of airplanes and shit. It's very fun. Slickter, he made it. How's it going, man? Yeah, guys. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're just talking about like creative process and everything when it comes to our, our drawings. Oh, wow. Well, ain't that a subject and a half? Oh, it is. And it's different for everybody, too. <laughs> you don't say. People do things differently. Right? It's almost like we're all different. <laughs> Weird, right? My God. I thought we were all just like crab people. but Oh, yeah. That's just what the government wants you to think. The crabs. I mean... Yeah. No, we're all professionally trained. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Professional. You guys can't see the air quotes that I'm doing right now. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. You know, How long have you been drawing, Lictor? A uh, charged question, and the answer is roughly three years of actually taking time, doing things in a more or less consecutive way. Taking it seriously, yeah. Don't let's not put any big words on that. It's more, you know, that part when you decide that fuck that I'm going to draw these eyes and actually try and get hands, make them look halfway decent. Not something I know of. And you do it once and twice and again and again and again. Oh, yeah. And you're at a point where. You got that very, very, very basic ability that it's probably the first ability you need to develop that I suck and that's okay. I can get better. So that happened about three years ago. Yeah, for me, one thing that helps with the writing is just telling yourself, I give myself permission to write garbage and just fucking write. I saw that video on youtube once and just re-watching it every couple of months impacted my workflow so much because what, what you're doing normally isn't garbage it's just 
inexperienced. What video is this actually, in case people want to find it? Um, so I'll try to find it real quick. All right. Aha. Yes, it is called Writer's Block Instant Cure, and it's by Fast Screenplay. That's great, man. And it's literally just 10 seconds. You skip to it. Boom. And you just, you just keep doing it. And you, just, you can apply it to f- fucking every single creative context, and it works. You're not wrong. I am currently working on something that Tex asked for. Oh, nice. Something called Mickey the Military Industrial Rubber Stamp. That's my first foray <laughs> into making cartoon character. Oh, nice. I got to admit, doing uh, doing clowny shit for like whatever world or something that you're trying to come up with. Yeah, like the story I'm right right now. I mean, I, I want to go in depth with it, but I also want to put a lot of funny references in there for all sorts of different things. You know, BPL and other things, you know, just all sorts of stuff. Oh, there goes my connection. Uh-oh. He was lost to the void. Oh, he's back. Oh, yay. How was the other side? Uh, it's very boring. They don't have any ham. Kind of kind of disappointing. Well, that's not fun. I mean... A L- lot of candied milk, though. I'm not sure I'm okay with that. Candied milk? Oh, you guys didn't see that? Um, it was an older vill- video where BPL did, like, really cursed-ass cooking videos. And one of them was called Candied Milk, and it is the most foul, god-awful thing imaginable. It looks like concrete. That sounds terrible. I don't do bad food. <laughs> I don't do bad food. No. <laughs> I don't, oh, no, I, I refuse to try to make it, but it's just one of those things where you listen to the guy mm. doing the video instruction. and I don't know. If, it, it's, it's very funny. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you guys saw the chat earlier, but I, th- I think it was Jay. He mentioned something about uh, Nanner. Uh, beer, Nanner water beer. Yeah. They say it is like if we ever, if whenever we do a meetup, I have to drink that on episode. So I don't know how we make yeah. that, but I'd at least try it. Jay, I'm calling you on on that. You have to now make this so <laughs> we can do it on air. I don't care what you have to do. The shit post must flow. Oh, absolutely. We were we were talking earlier, uh, Lichter, about staying motivated, like how to avoid burnout with. When you're creating and doing art, wondered if uh, you have any interesting things that you use for when you're dealing with, you know. Yes, I have you guys. Ah, wow! I've got you yeah. guys. Yeah, I've got, I've got everyone. I've curated my Twitter feed and my Facebook feed and my other feeds, and I just I am a old clunky stupid version of an AI machine. I look at other people's art and I get inspired and I love it so much. So I try making shit of my own. That's how I do it. I just every once in a while, I just go out and, and look at all the amazing bullshit people create. And all I can think about, I can make some of that. I know a few people who would be happy if I make them stuff like that. And that's what, keeps me going it's the same reason i'm dming so many tabletop campaigns and stuff like that because that's my way of reaching out and communicating with people i mean hell i got into art and writing just because i played so much command and conquer and mech warrior growing up oh. I was like hey i want to make something like that first of all right on command and conquer inspired me a lot too hell yeah yeah <laughs> thank you but yeah you know it's it's all the little things that really inspire you. 
growing up. Or hell, even just like little tiny details you throw in here and there. Like I I take uh kind of jokes that are happening in podcasts and whatnot that I listen to all the time and just kind of throw in a sort of analog into like my books and whatnot. Like when uh Tex was mentioning truculent logistics in the uh in the Terra Invictive <laughs> episode. Oh God. And you know, it's not going to turn into like a whole story thing, but you know, you just have something stupid like a ah, truculent logistics. And somebody says, Hey, that sounds like a salted meat shipper or something. And it's just a two or three sentence kind of throwaway thing to kind of flesh out the world a little bit. And people who know it like, ah, that's funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> and people who don't, and then people who don't giggle. And the people who do know are probably like chuckling their asses off going like, yeah, this guy's cool. <laughs> yeah. I want to throw in all sorts of references and things to my work. One of the ways they riff, the best is I look on streams in Twitch and stuff like that. And I just do you know the random bit of fan art. And I, and I do that a lot. Or at least I used to. I try to do it once a week. You know what? That's not a lot. That's not a lot at all. But that's enough. It's enough to keep you going. It's enough to not look at your tablet if you have one or your pen and paper and with a sense of dread. I always have that moment when I'm looking at a blank page and I stop and I stare at it and I, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't have any idea what to start. The inspiration, that moment, that, that thing about Michelangelo saying all I did was free the angel trapped in the rock. I don't see it, an angel in the rock. I don't see an angel inside a blank white space in front of me. I need shit on that. I need dirt to work with. Mm -hmm. So I go to the internet and I toss every beautiful piece of art on my screen until I have enough of it and I leave a little niche part in the middle of the screen with a little bit of blank surrounded by beautiful shit and I'm like, I am absorbing it i am diffusing it i'm filtering it through my own mind and my and whatever i can do that's how shit gets done that's great i love that oh back before the internet yeah i'm that old um <laughs> i remember going on a cross-country trip we were going from oregon to minnesota or oklahoma but our parents gave us all three uh, me and my two other brothers, a piece of like the old spiral, like pocket size spiral notebooks. And you know what we did with those? We tried copying side profiles of cars. And so that's what we did all trip is draw cars because we were, I grew up in a wrecking yard. Oh, wow. I grew up, you know, welding and painting and woodworking. And, and, you know, my grandpa owned his own shop. I mean, you could, just short of a, a a tractor, a diesel tractor, you could pull everything, anything in there. He he was he raced his own cars, he built his own cars, he could wire, he could paint, he could weld, he can carpentry, you know. So I we picked up some of that stuff, but it, that was my inspiration back then was cars, you know, oh, and they look a lot less like the tank that I drew on the chat place, but. It's kind of the same aspect that I was like, our our circles for the tires weren't right. But we we spent all that summer 
on that trip drawing to where we were just done with ideas. But it comes back to my brain going, when I see that empty blank page, I used to do this in writing a lot where I just look at this blank piece of paper and go, I'm done. Well, my English teacher goes, no, close your eyes. Close your eyes. And what were you thinking before you got this piece of paper out to write something? What was that in your head the, that when maybe I was telling you about the assignment? What well, first thing that popped into your head? You don't need the Internet, but I agree with I agree with Lichter that it's a great way to do that. But if you don't have the Internet or like your Internet's down or whatever, close your eyes, close your eyes. And what was the thing that inspired the thought that you wanted to draw with? Why did you get that piece of paper out? Why did you get that pen out? Why did you get that 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 set of markers out? What inspired you to do that? If it, you look at that blank piece of paper and it blanks you out, close your eyes. Close your eyes and think, what was that inspiration? Oh, and hell, I did the same thing when uh, in like early 2000s when internet was still kind of, you know, good internet was still kind of rare. And half the time it'd just be, Stuff where I was sitting in my dad's garage while he was doing mechanic stuff, and I pick up a couple of tools and smash them together, and little kid brains like oh, fun, and then all of a sudden I have like a little rabbit hole thought about playing like Wipeout '64, and then the juices would get flowing, and I just get up, run, and dad's like, "Hey, son, where are you?" I'm, like, I'm gonna go draw. Daddy is oh, okay, <laughs> and then I come back with this. Uh, I I don't have it anymore. Uh, I think my dad's keeping it in one of his toolboxes, but it was essentially like the Fizar car and there's a mechanic there. And because my dad, when you ask him about something, he turn around with like, you know, his eyes are relatively neutral, but his, uh, his mouth. And I remember this as, is one of the benefits of autism. You can remember shit like this. He had his mouth really wide open and like one was kind of scrunched and kind of smirked up a little bit like, huh? And as soon as I saw that, I immediately remembered that is the face the mechanic needs to make, and he needs to have this just gaudy ass, like Mr. T bling chain on him while he's just hitting the back end of this Fizar vehicle. This multi million dollar anti gravity defying fusion powered jet propelled, whatever the hell. And he's just like in the middle of like smacking one of the AG pads with the monkey wrench, <laughs> looking at you like, huh? I love that. And you know, and you know, obviously it's drawn by a nine-year-old kid so it looks like dog ass but i mean still it's, it's... <laughs> dude i i found like boxes of my old drawings and yeah i can relate to that that thought it, it's funny oh, i mean it's funny you bring up the the thing about autism because i i feel that way too because i i have it as well i've asked well technically it was asperger's now it's high functioning i don't know how that diagnosis shit goes but i i think it, you there's... you're in the brotherhood of re it's yeah, all good yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah i okay i might not be as old as a pistol over there but uh, i i got my own two kids one of them is struggling to get his head around his adhd and all that bullshit and i uh and i have to say i needed that permission to do exactly the opposite i appreciate the thought that you know we don't need anything you know what i needed a permission from fellow artists to say yeah, I, I, I need these crutches. It helps me mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. And people should be, should 
know that we artists use references all the time for everything and it's okay it's not yeah. cheating there's so many times where as a kid i felt i i never drew with reference as a kid because i thought it was cheating or copying so i you know that really and i still have trouble with it to this day because of that it's it's good you bring that up because i think that's something that younger artists need to understand more oh no ah crap i got cut out again shit oh shit <laughs> and now it was that wholesome energy it blacks out his his internet <laughs> Wholesomeness gets rid of the toxicity of the internet and causes the server to crash. Exactly. But yet, yeah, drawing with R, well, with reference or modeling with reference is almost can't come up with every concept and every type of, you know, panel line or track or whatever in your head. Like right now, I'm literally staring at the. You, you can stare at my skin and you see I'm literally using reference online with you guys. <laughs> you said I'm using one of the best. Uh, cartoon shows I've seen as a kid uh, when they uh, could put Ren and Stimpy and Cartoon Network, the originals, and they didn't know anything because I live in Israel and they did not filter anything. They just, you know, no. it's oh. cartoons. So so, the, so it's all for kiddies. So it's all, you know, in primetime hours. Oh, no. That's great. For kids. Ren and Stimpy is not for kids. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy at, and at like three o'clock, three p.m. Right when you come back from school. That explains why my ex-boyfriend is so fucked up. Oh, is that what he used to watch? No, but he he yeah. No, there's some fun stuff there with him. The uncensored TV is great. Yeah, I I will yeah. say that all those cartoons and stuff is a lot of what I was drawn and getting influence from as a kid, and I turned out somewhat normal. I mean. You're here right. right now with us. That's why I said somewhat. <laughs> I'm glad you qualified. <laughs> not, not normal period. Okay, I got an outro. Um, but I'll leave you guys with this. My wife's grandfather, he worked over in New York area. And he, he was one of the last draftsmen for new process gear. He was found out by him doodling. He swept floors. He was doodling on this piece of paper, and one of the engineers walked by and was impressed by it. They were like, do you want a job? And he's like, I have one. He's like, no, up on the floor. Yeah, why not? He was unschooled, and they trained him. We have his break drum for... The Dodge, basically, it was it was the drum they basically took and used on all the different Chargers and, you know, Challengers and all the big, hot, fancy cars you see. We have a handwritten drawing of that in our possession, in our house. Awesome. And we have his art tools, his French curve, his, his, his mm. brush to do the eraser bits off of. All that because he loved art and he learned he was not professional. And I want to leave you guys with this, what you guys already probably already know. Don't give up. Let's talk to each other more often if need. Give me a DM if you have an idea or you want me to check something out. I am, I am here. I'm home all the time. I take care of my family. That is my job. And I want you guys to know that 
keep keep it up. If you're having a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, a bad year, we're all there. And use it creatively if monsters well, use it as creative as much as possible. How many artists have you seen lose a wife or a child and keep on drawing? And when it comes through out to the light again, it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely, man. Wise wise words. If you ever feel like you don't got control over your day, just make something because now you have control over something. Right. So with that, I will let you guys go. I have to um, bow out. I got family obligations, but I loved it. I'm inspired. And uh, you all keep it up. Thank you very much. Man, take yep, care. Thank you. Take care, Pistol. Take care. Some good words to leave us with on that, man. That's such a good point. I mean, you, you don't need to be a professional to create art. I think that's something that a lot of people get hung up on. You know, if you're passionate about drawing, that's something to just go ahead and do, regardless of your skill level. I am going to quote someone who was very inspirational to me. And that person is Matthew Colville, is rather famous in D and D circles on the internet, running against CDM. They in he said something about work and art and creating. If you're sitting around waiting for a job or waiting for inspiration or something for you're doing it the wrong way around. First, you start creating whatever's that. You do it for yourself. You make stuff. You make your stuff. You make some other stuff. Whatever. And then you have the experience you need to go, get into more stuff. In other words, you, here is a deep-voiced permission of a man with a beard and a family to tell you that you're good enough and you can go ahead and create whatever it is that you want to create. Get Being professional only means you get paid for it. That's all. You can be very good. You can be downright amazing. You probably are already downright amazing. And the last bit is getting paid. That's it. That that's all of it. Here is the permission, unequivocally, from someone who gets paid for drawing and for programming and and all that bullshit. Go out, create. You're good enough. Go ahead. Well, right on, man. That's great. I think a lot of more people need to hear that because the way that you know, there's plenty of people out there that are more focused on, you know, making money and feel like they need to be amazing in order to be the artist that they want and not saying that getting paid for your work is a bad thing obviously you know if you're doing work for someone you want to support the artist and things like that but oh absolutely yeah but you know to, to create and just express yourself through art that's something that everyone should be able to enjoy regardless and you know if it makes you happy just go do it whatever that kind of art is you can always make it look better later, but you got to put the damn idea on the paper first. Yeah. Well, uh, I've got a, a story that, or a little bit of an example. Um, I'm in another Discord with a bunch of other artists, and um, the one guy in there, he is absolutely amazing with the art that he does. He does very detailed black and white uh, shading art. I, he's seen the art that I do, and he's like, I don't think I could do something like that. Like, with with my background, you know, I have a 
I mean, for one thing, I enjoy comics, but also and like cartoons, but also, you know, I went to school for graphic design. I it influenced a lot of the way that I handle things drawing wise. And, you know, my art, if I compare it to someone who's a more profound comic artist, of course, I'm going to feel bad about it because it's comparing it to someone who's an entirely different set of experiences from me. It's something I still struggle with, even though I'm better at it is, you know. The art that I do, it may not be what I imagine it to be compared to others, but it's my own sort of input on the world. And that's something to be proud of. And I think that's something that more people, when they create stuff, should be aware of. You know, it doesn't hurt to get better at it. Don't get me wrong. But art is a journey. It's not a simple thing of just learning a skill. It's a lifelong thing. Agreed. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So I gave some thought regarding that, and I kind of am kind of sorry I got in in the in the middle to end of it. Oh, it's okay, man. I kind of wanted every one of us to create something tiny, do while or after, leave a little something behind as a memento to this random and chance encounter to give a little prompt to all of you. I'll tell you what, man. If you guys want, we can absolutely do another episode like this. Just, you know, we can figure out a time that works for us again and do it again. Because, I mean, I've thoroughly enjoyed this whole conversation, you know. And I'd, I'd love to talk with you guys more about art. It's just just shoot the shit in general. It's been great. So Hell yeah. That sounds good. If we want to do a part two for it, yeah. It yeah. sounds good. Sounds good. Awesome. Good. Part two sounds very nice. Oh, yeah. it It's just nice to just pick each other's brains about this kind of stuff. You know, it's not like everyone you meet about it really understands the sorts of things. I mean, just imagine talking to your parents. Thank you. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm just glad you're able to make it at all, man. I I know the time zones and everything can make things difficult, but just being able to have you on for the bit that we've had, it's been great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Sorry, my uh, throat is going. Oh, that that's all right. I, I'm running out of steam myself. So if your guys are cool, we can end it here. That's fine with you. Yeah, I'm cool. All right. Sounds all right. Well, hey, this has been the Ox Unplugged. Thank you for listening. Thanks, y'all. Thanks. Bye.